and welcome to episode six of Laura's Aussie Roundup. I'm here as usual with my friend Jen. Say hi, Jen. Hi. <laughs> and guess what, Jen? We have the most amazing guest today, Olivia Fraser. I am so excited. I mean, she was the ultimate villain from last season. I really can't wait to speak to her. Oh, I know. I mean, we've had some lovely people on. We've had the good guys. Time to have the bad guys. And I think we're all going to be very surprised by her as well. She's 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 going to be a great guest. I think so. So, Jan, where do we start? Oh, God. It's been a stunning week. It's really it has. Really has. Drama, it's been stunning. And there has been an awful lot of maths bingo words flying around as well. <laughs> oh, my God. So much so. I've got my son involved in it now as well. So, um, yeah, I've got some messages from some people. So we're going to have to add some, definitely add some n- names and uh, some drinking games. <laughs> Excellent. That's fantastic. Right. Well, we are going to start with the commitment ceremony. So we should. Uh, which was that was uh, a train wreck <laughs> it was it was well obviously there was at the start there was some good news because Claire and Jesse Jesse had got his ring resized that all bodes well really doesn't it Bronte was bonding over Harrison not believing that the butt dialed happened um, oh th- th- this but this butt dial thing who cares if it who cares if Rupert came home and told Evelyn everything that was said, right? Let's let's okay. I actually do believe in the butt dial, but let's just take the butt dial off the table and say the butt dial didn't happen. Rupert came home drunk and told Evelyn everything everybody said at that at that boys' night. Even if that was the case, they still said it, they've admitted to it. So, but it just it's so Harrison to hold on to the fact that it wasn't true about a stupid butt dial instead of just talking about the actual facts of what happened. Well, Bronte did say it was the Evelyn show. (laughs) Um, I think they're worried they're going to lose their crown and someone's going to, someone's going to get more screen time. They are, they are little, they are little evil couple, I think. And I think she's just as complicit sometimes as Harrison is. Oh, I think so, too. Rupert, however, was very supportive of Evelyn, and that seemed to be bringing them closer together, which was good. But Taylor and Hugo had ended up in separate rooms. Um, <laughs> she, she was saying it was not OK, and she, uh, but she had been described that way before. Yeah, um, it was, it's not OK for Hugo to exist, I think is what she's saying. Yes, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, and obviously Sandy and Dan woke up in different beds as well because they weren't talking. Uh, she was questioning his sincerity and trying to work out if it was worth it. Um, that's why Sandy gives us a little scare that she might actually write stay. <laughs> like, I, I don't know because when he's good. Oh, you mean when he remembers not when he remembers that he's a liar and to actually pretend that he likes you. Yeah, he's great. But the first couple up were Jesse and Claire. And yep. Jesse wins points because he remembers the name of the crystal. Oh, yeah. And you see Mel's face. She was like, she's like, this is love. Yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. He he brings up the crystal. He doesn't make a joke about it. He's so super sincere. Um, I love this couple again. I I can't believe what a roller coaster we've been on with these two. We went from she, he he was a dick. She was a dick. Both of them are great again. Um, and we're we're only just, you know, we've still got four or five episodes to go. Well, Jules did say she got emotionally invested in one couple. And I'm was... really hoping 
yeah, I'm yeah. hoping it's this couple. I, I, I didn't want to ask her because I didn't want to. I was I was worried she might say Harrison and Bronte and then I was going to have to cancel her. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm hoping this is who it is. And um, yeah, I'm glad I didn't go down the rabbit hole and and Google to see if he still had a job um, uh, doing weddings because he might have righted himself by the end of this and it might still be OK. <laughs> he might, his celebrant job might still be safe. <laughs> then they pulled up Sandy and Dan um, and Dan was there trying to comfort Sandy. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, is is Dan a mermaid? Is Dan a secret mermaid? Because or or he's in paid partnership with with the Pacific Ocean because <laughs> I have not known anybody to reference love and talk about the ocean and the water as much as Dan did on that couch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yes. But it wasn't the only thing. He said, post-sex, he said they should take sex off the table. Because, it because she was too emotional. emotional. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's been taking some Harrison gaslighting classes, hasn't he? Yeah. And, and, and he chose to sleep on the couch uh, the night after they'd had sex. Um, and then... I just think having sex with that girl, knowing even John and Alessandra, they both agreed that what he did, they, they they didn't even they didn't even sugarcoat it. It was despicable. He had sex with her, knowing how much it meant to her, knowing it was an emotional connection for her, knowing that she was giving something to him that was worthy of something. It wasn't it wasn't you know it's not like when I have sex <laughs> it's because someone bought me a muffin, <laughs> but you know like she, she it really does mean meant something to her, and he knew that and he did it and for to what end this is what i don't understand to what end if he was going to leave her anyway and bow out of the show and he wasn't that bothered and he'd gotten enough screen time why have sex with her and do that that's only going to hurt him on the outside yeah they said you know why why did you pull away why did you change your mind so fast um, when Alessandra says you sat here yesterday you sat here a few days ago the, the day before you had sex with her and said I feel no sexual attraction to her mm-hmm. and then you went home and had sex with her and she keeps repeating it because she's like she's like he's like yeah but you know we felt this connection because we talked and she was like no 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 it was on offer and you took it I have to say John's comments of the key ingredient is not the love of the ocean. <laughs> and you see everyone's faces and the, nobody can contain. And then when he says, I want to leave because I need to get back to the ocean. And that's that's when yeah. I definitely thought the mermaid. Ocean, the ocean or, or, sorry, is calling mermaid. me. Yeah, the ocean is calling me. I was I thought it was gonna be like if you poured water on Dan's legs at that point, would big flippers come out like the movie Splash? <laughs> He must have had. It's gonna come out in the in the papers next week in Australia. Dan Secret comes out. Dan secretly half man, half fish. Well, yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, because then I could see it. The fact that she's allergic to the water would definitely end that relationship if he was half man, half fish. Because how would they survive? Yes, and clearly that's what he's been doing all the day when when he's not there. Because he can only be out of the water for so many hours a day. (laughs) (laughs) He's been holding his breath on land all this time. That's why he looks so constipated. Well, to be honest, I did work out what the real secret was because uh, this week there have been pictures in the news of Dan's date um, post-maths. And he's, well, has been dating one of the booby women that came to his wedding. 
Well, Jesus, you're going to have to narrow that down, Jan. They were all, all booby women. It yeah. wasn't the one with the, it, it wasn't tangerine dress, was it? It was tangerine dress. That would be it. Well, Dan has found somewhere to park his bike. <laughs> well, you know, I'm sorry, but we called it. We called it from the beginning. We called it last week. It's honestly, it's, it's almost boring how predictable Dan is. Um, and try to bring it round for Sandy and say, you know, you, you were so brave on the show and, you know, you're going to take this, this hurt and, and, and get, it'll be relationship experience and you're going to go do wonderful things. Mm, is she though? Cause I feel like she's just going to go home and her parents are going to say, I fucking told you so they're going to lock her in a room. Her community's going to hate her and it's going to ruin her life. Oh, don't, you know, she might get 80,000 people who say, send her happy smiley faces on Instagram, but that ain't going to fix things for her, is it? <laughs> No, poor girl. So Evelyn and Rupert got up next. Now, can we just talk about Evelyn's outfits? I know you don't like talking about Evelyn's outfits, but I just want to talk about um, Evelyn had a nice suit on and then she was just wearing her underwear. There was no no, uh, um, shirt underneath. And I'm unsure how she wasn't showing her tits to everybody. When you look that good, if I if I look that good, I'd get I'd just get my tits out. I wouldn't even wear bother wearing a dress. I'd just sit on the couch with my shoes on. <laughs> good was, on you, Evelyn. I was sitting there all the way through. I had no idea really what she was saying because I was just waiting for a flash of nipple. That's what that was what I was doing. <laughs> Jen, you need to send the kids out and get some more alone time with your husband. <laughs> You know what, though? I've said it. I always say this. A little bit of drama um, either wrecks a relationship or brings a couple together. And I feel like this little drama with the butt dial um, is the best thing that could have happened to Rupert and Evelyn because it got to to, it got allowed him to to stand up for her, allowed him to show her his manly side. And that he was he was going to always he's going to protect her, take care of her, stand up by her, stand by her. And she felt that she felt like he had her, had her back. <laughs> yes. um, oh, my God. Let's, should we have some gin? Oh, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a second. There you go. OK, so he had her back and um, I feel like it created a little bit of romance for them. Oh, yeah, I think so. I think they've you know, he's getting more confident each day and she feels secure with him now so I think it's all good for moving their relationship forward definitely and I think the the way she handled herself at that dinner party got to show Rupert the kind of person she is you know that she's a stand-up person who who says what she believes in isn't going to be back down isn't isn't dramatic and and flimsy and flighty with it she's down the line and I, I think I think he got a lot of respect for her as well then we of course we had Bronte and Harrison come oh up. my god <laughs> now Harrison was very high on the bullshit when the when the experts talk you can see Harrison swallow slowly can you have you noticed that like you know that that like a cartoon gulp like a <laughs> yeah He's like, shit. And he's thinking, because in his brain, you can actually see the wheels backpedaling and thinking, right, I'm going to have to make an answer to whatever is coming next. What would be the thing that's going to get me the best results at this point? Well, yeah, he said some really, well, weird. Yeah, weird things. (laughs) Blatant lies that happened, which said that the sister's home visit was good when the the sister came for the 
the couples to get together. And they now the sister left threat having threatened him. And we brushed <laughs> over that entirely. And he did like, that whole red faced Harrison thing where he looked like his smoke was going to come out of his ears. It, and Harrison's comments that Bronte is uh, healing his broken parts. I, I can only imagine which part of him. Yeah, broken. because they've been banging every night. I mean, as Ollie says, he's been rattling the walls. Oh, and he was so like when he says, oh, yeah, like, like he was he was so excited to talk about all the sex they were having. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that point I was just like, oh, my God. And I then I thought, are they really or are they just sat there on the bed? It's kick, probably one of those things the yeah, where they're jumping on the bed and going, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah absolutely. That, that's what I think is going on. I think they're making everybody think they're having banging sex. And she's been in her period all bloody week. So yeah. <laughs> what's been going on? <laughs> you know, but. I've got this great I've got this great message from this I've got this great message from this woman called Amy on my Instagram Uh, and she says this is a private conversation I think took place Harrison Bronte listen to me I'm an intelligent man I watch people I can figure out situations that other people just don't see if we go through this together hand in hand I'll get us to the end I'll take you as my partner with me you just have to stand by my side and I'll get us through everything Bronte staring blankly (laughs) Harrison, that's a good wife. A good wife always agrees with her husband. Who's a good wife, Bronte? That's right. You're a good wife, Bronte. Bronte stares blankly. Harrison, good girl, Bronte. Sit, Bronte. Bronte stares blankly. <laughs> Who said that to you? Genius. Total genius. Yeah, thank you for that, Amy. That was genius. <laughs> and it's so true. <laughs> oh, dear. That was, um, yeah, that's, I think that's very accurate. To be it honest. is, it is. And you can see, she has the eyes emoji, but you can see when you read it, you can see, uh, you can see Bronte's. My son was like, what is wrong with that woman's eyes? I was like, I'll just stop. Yeah, she has a great sort of weird stare look. Um, and, well, because she she doesn't know if she's allowed to speak anymore or when she's allowed to speak. So it's basically 90% staring now, isn't it? Yes, yes. But after them, um, Linda and Leighton got up and Harrison um, was immediately sort of starting to slag them off. As the, pretty much the second they sat down on the couch, he was whispering things, wasn't he? Oh, um, Harrison and, and Bronte, when they're on that couch, are so fucking rude. Yes. Really rude about everybody. They don't want anyone to come for them, but they've got a lot to say about everybody else. Yeah. Um, I feel really bad for um for that for them at the moment because I feel like Leighton and Melinda are getting a lot of shit. Yes, I do. And that but the experts said, listen, can we stop you? You sound like you're talking in the boardroom. Um and actually I th- I think I bet they, they do that as role play. <laughs> <laughs> you're a CEO. No, you're a CEO. You're a big, strong CEO. No, you're a really sexy CEO. Um, but they didn't have to come on that couch and say that they fight because we don't see it. It's not being shown. They could no. come on and just say everything's great. So mm-hmm. I don't understand why they're being from the group, why they're being punished for being honest about the faults in the relationship. Yeah. Weird. But the uh, I think John's advice about yeah. retra- rephrasing things, just saying, rather than having the argument say yeah I take your point there yeah. um I, I think that is exactly the right way to go 
Exactly. Um, so I, I thought that was good, but I did think Harrison was such an asshole at that moment. And I think the comment uh, was then afterwards was stay away from our relationship. Yeah. But I think my my son nailed it last night when we were watching it. And he said, Harrison's a sociopath, because if you wrong him in any even in the slightest kind of way, he will come for you in, in the most manipulative, like passive aggressive ways. He's every day. He's just chipping away at Melinda to ruin that relationship just because she called him out at that dinner party. And he'll never let that go. I know. And I really do think this, we're all ramping up to a precursor of this about what happened later on in the week, to be honest. Yeah. Um, Tiny and Ollie uh, uh, were falling oh, in love. Cute, 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 cute yeah. again. What can I'll we say? Cute, cute. Love you guys. Sorry, but you're cute. Moving on. <laughs> uh, then we had Lyndall and Cam uh, and the whole uh, thing that Cam's mum called Lyndall indiscured and he agreed with it. I love this from the experts because I feel like they nailed it on the head with these two. They, they they explained it to Cam in a way he could understand. Like, you don't, even if your mother says something shitty, you don't have to go and tell your wife she said something shitty. I think he was probably hoping she'd get more in trouble for losing her temper about it. <laughs> I think so. But I'd like, he did give me my best phrase of the week was probably different ways to skin a cat. <laughs> <laughs> I wish somebody had mentioned, though, that Lindell's mother had apologized when she didn't really need to. I feel like that was, you know, she, she, that was a really nice thing. And I feel like nobody mentioned that, you know, but yeah. I, I, it was. Yeah. And nobody really mentioned how big of a bitch Kim's mom was either. But we took care of that last week. Uh, there's too much Aussie toughness going on here. Mum is clearly from convict stock as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, Ma Mama definitely raised somebody who didn't want to give anybody a hug. That's what I'll say. But um, and Emotion emotionally stunted, I think. Is that's it. Emotionally stunted. That's the PC thing I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I get it. He brought flowers and things, but she's not asking for flowers. She's, uh, she's not asking for gifts. She's asking for love. Yes. Um, and that's just the whole thing about I don't know why they don't sit them all down and tell them, explain to them the whole five ways of showing love you know and how the other person you know if some maybe he likes gifts maybe that's how he he sees people wanting to love him as if they buy him stuff you know yeah maybe yeah like a six pack perhaps <laughs> <laughs> the only affection he's seen was you know when a maybe a bicycle was thrown at him at christmas I don't <laughs> get a new pair of walking boots <laughs> Now, uh, Alyssa and Duncan got up. Um, oh, Alyssa again. Yeah, Alyssa. <laughs> now, Alyssa was thinking beyond the experiment. This is so good to be true. Um, so she's going to be a massive shit because it's too good to be true. Well done, Alyssa. Well yeah. done to get on the process, come into the experiment, waste everybody's time and decide because your husband is so wonderful, loving and caring, you'll just shit all over it before he shits on you. But he is he assured her on the couch. And at the time, I thought, is she just making a mountain out of a molehill? Oh, no. She was building her own mountain at this point. <laughs> She's got a load of Egyptians with big stones on their back. <laughs> <laughs> like the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Build it and they will come. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's, it's like she's gone delusional. I, I don't know what's happened. Like she's... she's 
it's like she's living in a different world from him. He's making absolute sense and not in a gaslighting way where he just says calmly things and, you know, to make her look crazy. Like he's just saying, I'm trying to reassure her. I'm, I'm trying to show her how I feel. Um, if she needs more from me, I'm willing to, to give more, to do more. And then she just cries. Yep. <laughs> and then the last couple, I, I just felt they all went so quick though. Hugo also didn't believe the butt doll, but we'll leave it there before you yeah. get cross about it again. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, a fucking butt dial. Yeah. And, and um, Harrison had another sort of butting in um, and, and Melinda tried to challenge him about it to try and quiet them down. But then, then, right. then the experts on Morty shut up. <laughs> so. well, I, love, I love the fact that Taylor was absolutely shocked and surprised that she had done anything wrong. Yeah, I thought this was really, really interesting because Hugo said he's felt insecure around her and he had no idea how to progress um, and she, she wouldn't even let him kiss her on the cheek. Um, and then they uh, go around the room and said, did you kiss her on the cheek? Did you kiss her on the cheek? Did you kiss? Everybody in there has kissed that girl on the cheek and she was absolutely fine with it. I mean, Cam could have kissed her anywhere. <laughs> yeah, and, and apparently she thinks she's being affectionate. Uh, she thinks she is making more of an effort and then she laughs at him <laughs> but do you love it when mel has her up and says when she says i let him pick the movie and i let him and 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 mel says do you not see the problem with your language <laughs> she says no <laughs> she probably um, thought she probably should have corrected herself and said aloud <laughs> but, but when he kind of wanted to persist with the you know she's not i don't know what to do I'm finding this really difficult line. She she said, he's putting on an act. Then obviously Taylor wrote, leave. And Hugo, who's got to be the world's biggest freaking doormat, um, wrote, yeah. stay. Okay, here's a question. Do you think, right, I don't believe Taylor. I think she is an absolute nightmare. Do you think he is playing up though slightly for the sympathy? Um, I think maybe he was there on the couch it looked a lot on the couch yeah i mean i think probably was he was trying to garden some kind of did you think maybe he was he was trying it because he knew that kind of behavior would wind her up and he wanted her to go nuts on the couch so he can prove his point yeah but that kind of happened anyway didn't it (laughs) yeah yeah anyway yeah yeah because you know he wrote going back to tazzy yeah (laughs) she she hugo wrote stay and uh, um, and she said, she said, I'm not staying. <laughs> she got up and walked off. <laughs> um, but then she heard there'd be free drinks at the retreat. <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, she she must have done because because she changed her mind overnight and they had sat and had a conversation. Which had, uh, oh, I think she thought she had a week on a retreat to get near Cam. That's a, a good point, actually. Um, because as we know from our one this year, that's where it's, that's where secret love blooms. <laughs> but she did still think that he had lied to the experts. And then she said, well, he wants a relationship. Uh, I'll pretend gonna, I'll go along with it. I'll yeah, tell so him what he wants to hear. So your 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 thing is that he's a liar and he's not being honest with people. And so your answer to that is to pretend to like him pretend to work on the relationship and pretend to stay with it yeah and she she the irony <laughs> you, can, you can come back to the apartment and he's like really 
I can come back. Right, I'll go and pack you straight away, you know. Um, and I just felt you are such a bitch because you don't, you you know you're going away today off to, off to the holiday location. So you're letting him psychologically think he's moving back into that apartment. But, but he's not. not. <laughs> so, yeah, I felt, oh, oh, about that. Anyway, <laughs> can we talk about the fact that Rupert bought Evelyn a piñata for her 27th birthday? I think, okay, they're going to shit all over this again. It's like Ollie's and, and Tani's um, date night. No, 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 Jen. He, tr- he, She thought it was cute and sweet. I imagine she has a lot of men in her life that take her to very fancy restaurants and buy her very expensive jewelry because that's what rich guys do. They like model girls and they like to buy them nice things. I bet, I bet she's got a whole fucking cupboard full of Hermes scarves. You know, so I think when he showed up with a big donkey pinata full of Ferrero Rochers, the most, um, the most classy of chocolates, <laughs> I think... I think she probably thought it's genuine. He's a genuine guy who genuinely tried to do something nice. So what yeah. are you going to say about it now, Jan? Hmm? It would be genuine nice had he hides, hid like a piece of jewellery in it <laughs> and in amongst the, all the chocolate was, you know, a nice bracelet. That would have been nice. No, it's just a shitty pinata. You can buy them at freaking supermarket. I, lo- I loved it. And again, <laughs> let's play our tried and for true favourite um romance loving laura or dead inside jen yeah no he (laughs) dialed it in he was shit that's what i think (laughs) oh jen jen i worry for you (laughs) Um, now retreat 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 retreat, retreat, yeah yeah we were just packing to go and melinda was unhappy about uh, spending that time time with Harrison. Oh my god! I don't know, somebody said, "Yeah, it's like a constant four day dinner party." <laughs> just like, yeah, I mean, I never really thought about it that way, but it really is. I mean, like you go to the dinner party, and it is emotionally exhausting to go through that, and to imagine to be eating, breathing, sleeping, breakfast, lunch, and dinner for four days with with that in that environment. Yeah, I can. I imagine it. Obviously, I didn't make it that far, but but I can imagine it's pretty stressful. Yeah. Especially if you, especially if you do have, as um, Leighton put it, a nemesis. Yes. <laughs> now they they arrived at the at the same place they always go, which is yep. I, I thought very interesting. Um, and straight away, Taylor found that room with two beds, single beds in it. <laughs> We're in here. <laughs> Oh my god, I know it's it's like the Hunger Games when they get there trying to find a bed, isn't it? Yeah. Now Evelyn and Melinda clearly remembered that there was a guest house at the bottom of the garden and they went yeah. off to claim it straight yeah, they're away. Not, they're not stupid, those two. I although I if I was on the show, that's who I'd want to be friends with. <laughs> yeah, the girls with the good apartment. <laughs> and I know who I wouldn't want to be friends with. Yeah. Lindell, because she is always on the wrong side of everything. Right, mm. she's with the wrong people at the wrong time at all the wrong moments. I can't. She's she's got it so wrong. I yeah, I don't know what's wrong with that girl, but we'll get there later. Yes, that's true. <laughs> right, um, Jesse and Claire, they're back. Oh, Jesse and Claire would have lived in would have lived in a tent. They're so happy. They didn't even need a room, did they? <laughs> yeah, but they're back sharing a bed again. Um, uh. And Jesse, to to make that point, decided to ride on an inflatable unicorn. <laughs> Jesse was my favorite part of the retreat. 
Naked Jesse. Naked Jesse. Now, if that wasn't an invitation to Claire to say, come back to the room with me, I do not know, because he ran up and down that place and then flashed his ghoulies at all the girls. Oh, so, I know. It was the cutest. It wasn't even creepy. It was just cute, wasn't it? No, and he's got quite a nice ass. I will say that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'd take a bit of Jesse. <laughs> Um, Harrison started by budding up with Hugo because um, obviously he was very upset that his bestie Dan had gone. And then Tay- Taylor uh, announced to the other girls in the group that actually she has a huge sex drive oh. and she loves affection. She goes to Pound Town, excuse me, and these are her words. We go to Pound Town every day. Pound Town. Yes. And right. hey- Hamish, the ex, wants phone sex within hearing distance of hugo and the boys like it's so disrespectful and and i don't even think she was doing it to be cruel because she's she cares so little for hugo that she doesn't even think to look she didn't you know when you say something you shouldn't you look around a bit first and then you kind of whisper it she didn't care hugo doesn't exist in her world he's not something to be taken uh to take in He's not something to be taken into consideration. So for her, it's just, it's not there, right? So she just mm-hmm. says what she wants to say. And I think she, she got a bit drunk on that retreat. Yes, I think she decided. I told to get... you, she came for the wine. She came for the wine, yeah. <laughs> she, stayed, but... she came for the husband. She stayed for the wine. <laughs> Harrison was still banging on about the buck dial to Hugo. Uh... And then he, he decided to let, let out that... He and Bronte had decided recreate to recreate it. So he went off to the bar on his own. It's like Crime Watch. And they're on his phone and chatted to himself. What? what okay, they are so weird. And again, it's not about if whether the butt dial was true or not. It's about if everything that was said was true or not. And they have both agreed that they said those things. So the butt dial is fucking irrelevant Harrison it's fucking irrelevant and then to blame Evelyn and said you sent my friend home yes the only person who sent themselves home was Dan by being a massive prick um and again the whole thing where he put it on the woman again it's always never the men's fault it's always the evil evil woman yeah yeah it wasn't anything to do with Dan dodgy Dan's actions was it oh um so, but Rupert stands up to Harrison. Yes, uh, he does. He again, says he doesn't even care. I came here for my wife, not for you. I don't, I don't trust you. I don't care if you trust me. I didn't come here for you. I came here for my wife. Oh, my son and I were watching it last night and we were like clapping and he said, oh, I love Rupert. Rupert and Evelyn together are a great couple because they're both really good stand-up people, like separately, right? Quiet as he may have been at the start, I was just like, no, he's, he's not going to let that go unchallenged. Although Harrison was um, left muttering under his breath, under sex chihuahuas. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what, though? Now Rupert's going to be on a shit list, so he needs to be careful. Oh, dear. Because that's the thing. Once you, do, once you embarrass Harrison in a public setting or challenge him, you go on Harrison's so- sociopathic hit list. And he'll be coming up with ways now to dismantle Rupert and Evelyn. Oh, obviously. Honestly, that... you would think there was a cash prize at the end of this, by the way, Harrison is playing it, right? <laughs> Picking yes. off the couples one by one. 
I think he's on the wrong show. <laughs> I think he is. I think he thinks he's on that what that island show where they yeah. <laughs> last one standing. That's it. Yeah, somebody is like, like that's just like speaking to his ear in a bit and go, Harris, it's married at first sight. Oh, right. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> so then we see the girls having a bit of a chat, and they decide to give, give Bronte oh. a bit of an intervention. Yeah, um, Bronte is super happy about and um, super accepting. Bronte, as soon as she's, somebody says something and asks her outright, do you agree with your husband? Do you think what your husband's doing is right? Do you believe what your husband's saying? She put, turns on the waterworks and leaves. Yes. So she doesn't have to answer the question. Yeah, she stomps off with Lindell. Oh, Lindell, always with Lindell. And, she, and Lindell's just sitting there nodding at her like she's like so right and she's talking absolute shit and she's there going why when am she, I being ridiculed for choosing yeah, when she him? Re, when she recreates the conversation for harrison and she says she when she, even she says it to lindell she says, and then she shouts at me and then she tells me this which is not how the conversation went because we all watched it yeah and but, it wasn't just melinda it was everybody were was saying they were them. concerned and melinda's like rightly so saying why is it always me? Why am I always the shit? Why am I always the person who's stirring the shit and getting the blame when every single girl put their hands up and said, we all think you're being gaslit. And we yeah. think, yeah. And Bronte's only offended that Melinda's na naive comment for calling yeah. her naive. She is naive. Yeah. And she wants or she or she's complicit. So it's one or the other. Which route does she want to go? Either she is all in on it with Harrison right mm -hmm. and it, they're, they're doing this because they want to look like the perfect couple it's all a big fucking lie and to what end i do not know um i don't know a skincare deal um <laughs> or or she's she's being she's being abused by him but she's getting ready for a girl's night fight about it um is <laughs> what she's regularly ready but then we cut to Alyssa. and possibly what became the weirdest bit of that entire week where Alyssa is pissed at Duncan for ignoring her all day. He, oh. apo he apologises, but she wants to start a fight about it. She's being super needy and uh, and needs Duncan to... And, she and says bizarre. To him, yeah, Duncan says, uh, she says to Duncan, uh, give me attention. Um, can I, I want hug? attention. <laughs> uh, and he said, can I hug you? And she goes, no. No. <laughs> he says, can I spend the day with you? She says, No. no. <laughs> He, she says she says i didn't even know where you went and he went the place isn't that big <laughs> that was only in the tennis court and then she's like and you didn't invite me to come over and speak to you and he's like didn't even why, see you. <laughs> why yeah i didn't see you but and why is it that i have to invite you like why is it on me and, but he's so lovely about the whole conversation but when she repeats it again isn't it lindell um, yes, yes, of course it it's Lindell. Of course it's Lindell. <laughs> Lindell's there for all the crazy girls. Yeah, she says she when she repeats the conversation, she repeats it like oh, and with and on girls' night, the tone is very different. It's very aggressive. Well, right? yes, yes, she she starts, says Duncan's not my type at all. Um, now I'd like to point out at this point, he is like an incredible hunk, and all the girls fancy him. I, I mean, don't. Frankly, He's not my type either. Well, I, when he had his shirt off, 
frankly, I fancied him. I would take the her sloppy seconds, frankly. That would be no I'm problem. I'm calling for your me. husband right now. <laughs> Somebody don't give Jan any more booze. Yeah, if I weren't happily married. <laughs> Caveat. <laughs> But, um, but it's it's the way she talks about like we saw the conversation so we it, this isn't it, it's not up for he said she said we see how the conversation goes yeah and then when she repeats the conversation and she does the pauses and everything and he says why are you like this or why did you say that like he never spoke to her like that she, no. is she losing her mind yeah I I, I think. Well, I think she's smoking the wacky backy or I like I said, I think whatever the tea is that Harrison's giving Bronte to keep her um, like <laughs> like insane. Obviously, like she's found that in Bronte's room and she's taken a swig of it because she's gone from lovely, nice girl to complete nightmare in yeah. the space of like a week. But then we cut to Hugo, who's upset about the sexting um, and it made him feel really small. And he's talking to the lads. Yeah. Um, uh, about saying, you know, I, I don't think this is going anywhere. And all the lads agree, you're yeah. not going anywhere. <laughs> think, it's no, over, mate. You think this is like a Jesse and Claire type situation and it could turn itself around and they all unanimously go, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> not even a, well, you know, mate, you know, so just no. <laughs> uh, the girls were finding uh, the Bronte slash Melinda energy quite hard. Um, Melinda is asked why uh, she, the blame's always on her. And yeah, I think the other girls should have sort of piped up a bit more as well, right? Mm. Because yeah, that nobody said, "Hey, why are you picking on her?" Right? They just let Melinda because Melinda seems like she can handle herself, so people just allow her to do so. And I think that's not fair, is it? No. Um, now, and Bronte thinks um, Harrison is falling for her. Yeah, and way. she speaks her mind and she has no idea why the girls think that she's just a puppet for Harrison whilst only repeating what Harrison says. Yes. And the, then at the end of the end, you see Evelyn and Melinda tottering off, drunk off the phrases to go and spy on the boys. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. dun. <laughs> Okay. I mean, the thing is, they were drunk out of their minds, the two of them, when they when they trotted off and they made the decision to go and spy. It wasn't malicious. It wasn't to be underhanded. They were just shit faced and they thought it would be hilarious just to, as a hilarious story. They didn't think they were going to go over there. They were probably going to go over there and pop up from behind the bushes and go, we see you. But when they get there, they hear what the story is that's happening and it changes the whole whole story, doesn't it? It does. It totally does. He tells Harrison tells Layton that he thinks he's losing his personality. He's in a toxic tox. I'm sorry. Does everybody go on a week's course um, with a therapist before they come on this show? Because the words are being be aggressive, toxic. Like it's just it's it's so bullshit, right? And he keeps throwing out these big words right about it. It's toxic. She's like it's basically like saying she's bullying him and. Um, it's it's so conniving and everybody's just sitting there going what the fuck aren't they mm -hmm. yeah yeah and thank god that Leighton stands up and says no well yes yes but um, you can look... see by the end he's starting to honestly Harrison is good isn't he because it's he's the good. way he, the measured way he does it 
and then peppers it with like he's like they're 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 bros and they're a bond and he feels for him it's not just accusing it's comforting as well and you can see Leighton starting to think about things and oh yeah, well, Melinda sees it for what it is, really, yeah. when she watches Well, everybody this. sees it for what it is, except for Leighton. I loved it when she says, sorry, I'm skipping ahead, but I love it when she says, can somebody talk to Leighton? <laughs> but she goes back and goes to Bronte. Oh, hang um, on. First of all, when she, when they all meet up at that night and then Harrison's quick to make sure that everybody knows that the girls were spying on them. Oh, well, yes, I'll get on to that. But after, straight oh. after they've spied, yeah. they go back. Um, and Melinda asks Bronte, this is oh, what yeah. Yasbihan says, do you agree with him? Yeah. And Bronte cries and leaves again, so she doesn't have to leaves. answer. Yeah, she storms she, off. Yeah, because she never answers the question. She never has to go against Harrison, because every time somebody confronts her, she cries and stomps off. And then the, all the girls go, yeah, we do think it's fake, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we do think their relationship's fake. And Claire says, um, Bronte said previously that she didn't see a future with him um so they they also something doesn't add up here that's what their mutual agreement was yeah with Bronte and Harrison yeah so we had go to like a, a shot with her Leighton this and is so much hard to follow everybody it because really it was is so much going on like it was it wasn't like there was just one argument in this whole thing it's like there's so many facets of things that are happening simultaneously well, this, all over the place it's this, a shit show people this is why it's the tragedy of errors so Leighton <laughs> thinks it's childish and unkind Harrison is eating eavesdropping on Leighton and Mel and when they're having a conversation but also he hasn't left Leighton's side since it's since it happened mm-hmm. he's whispering in his ear he stood next to him like that Leighton's moving around that kitchen and it's like he's wearing Harrison as a human backpack right I <laughs> he can't get rid of it because Harrison is there for every moment so he can jump in and 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 light some gaslight it a bit more every chance he can get. And he's listening. You're right. He's listening into Leighton and having a go at Melinda. Yeah. Who's the, who's also they're all drunk, right? So the girls aren't totally getting it either, are they? He does pick up on on sort of what's going on, and he thinks that they are all bullying Bronte. Uh, but Leighton and Mel have their row then on on the stoop. Well, everybody else is like, get in, stay inside. Well, I think it was rude for Leighton to pull up his wife in front of everybody, first of all, in that kitchen, right? And say so he, and then when she said she wanted to talk about it, he said, not now. Mm-hmm. You don't get to talk to your wife like she's your child, right? And you're going to scold her. And then when she wants to have an adult conversation about it, you say, this isn't the time or place. If it's not the time or place, you shouldn't have fucking mentioned it in the first place. Or you should have said, I want us to talk about this. Let's go to the other room and have a chat. Yes. He basically told her off and then shut her down. But then I was left thinking, slick gaslight, Harrison. Slick yeah. gaslight. Yeah, yeah. And the way, he, and then the next morning when he kept going on to Leighton at breakfast, he, poor Leighton gets up for breakfast. There's Harrison again, <laughs> waiting for him. Like he's, he hasn't left that kitchen all night. He's been hiding behind the teapot, <laughs> waiting for Leighton to come out and get a piece of toast. And then he got, yeah really hard on Bronte there's that you know your wife really came for her really upset her like trying to make Leighton apologize for Melinda's behavior so that then he feels like he's been put out and now Melinda is the cause of the drama Melinda didn't cause any drama this isn't Melinda's doing 
this point, it, the penny starts to drop with Leighton, actually. Yeah. He can see it because Harrison isn't as clever as he fucking thinks. And he he becomes aware that he's stirring up the pot more. Yeah. And uh, Harrison makes it, uh, uh, I've met people like this before. And then Leighton answers back, I met you before. <laughs> Um, Harrison and Bronte, uh, we then see what clearly looks like a proper act for the cameras, to be honest. Yeah. Um, He's lying to Bronte about... um, What Leighton said about his wife. Yeah. Oh, it's not a good relationship. We're not in a good place. I don't see us moving forward. Bronte, of course, goes and feeds that back to Mel. And it isn't... The thing that annoys me about this encounter with Bronte and Melinda is the fact that every time Melinda has spoken up about Bronte and Harrison's relationship, it's come from a place of honestly being worried for Bronte and calling bullshit. Whereas Bronte took pleasure. You could see Mm -hmm. she took actual pleasure in bringing Melinda down, you know, and the face she pulls when she says, really? Hmm? Really? Are you guys good? Really? That's, you can see the mean girl. Right. You yeah. can see her in high school as one of those mean girls, the kind of girl that would, you know, take a photo of a girl in the change room and then stick it up on people's lockers. She's she's got that nasty little thing to her, which is why I think her and Harrison gel so well. And Melinda was Melinda was never intentionally trying to be hurtful with the information she was giving. But Bronte did take joy in it. You could see her smug little face going, I've got this bit of information about your relationship. We're better than she does that. We're better than you thing that yeah. she likes. Right, so, but I was left questioning: Is is Bronte buying all this stuff that Harrison is telling her? Is this some sort of act that we're seeing that they're putting on for the cameras? This is what we don't know. It's because you can't decide. Like you think she must really believe Harrison if she repeated it, because she must know it's going to come back on them, right? Mm-hmm. So at that point, I because I keep going from victim. Or co co conspirator, and I can't decide which. In that point, I think victim because she repeated it nastily, like she believed it, which means she believes Harrison. So to break that tension, we had a bit of Taylor and Hugo, where we're actually um, Hugo decides to announce to everybody that Taylor has pretty much opted out of the experiment, and he's feeling really hurt about it. And he said it might as well be a long distance relationship with the world's worst person. <laughs> and she doesn't care because she's not fucking listening yeah well she says i'm pretending to care but i don't um oh she's just she's just awful 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 all around sorry one one of the other girls said that she's potentially a predator um uh and to look out for your men kind of thing um so she's it's true though and then when you see her going around the other husbands and she's all <laughs> but we'll get to that of uh, more of that at the very end with the last scene that we see so then um Alyssa um has uh, a complete meltdown oh meltdown number which well, sir what meltdown are we on now <laughs> because all Aly- Alyssa cries like she's being paid by water aid Um, she says uh, she got enough tears to start an African well. <laughs> she says I'm not on a priority. Uh, she thinks he will just be uh, a boy's boy, and he's actually being so kind to her, and she's just being a bit of a dick. Really, 
This is coming from the man who the first time we ever heard him really speak was to stand up and say it wasn't nice to expect men to be manly and you should be able to share your emotions and cry. And he felt strongly about that. And now she he's played a fucking round of <laughs> round of table tennis. And now she's losing her mind because he's a boy's boy. I think he does see it as what it really is. He's 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 lost the shine. You, that face that he pulled at her as he left the room when she said, I'll see if, if I want to spend time with you. And he rolls his eyes at her. He's had enough Alyssa crazy. And and she's thinking, he does say, am I reading her right? Is, is, is this self-sabotage? Which I think it probably is. Um, with a peppering of batshit crazy. <laughs> but Bronte was feeling mildly guilty the following morning. And Harrison says, uh, we should get some T-shirts printed saying, I survived the couple's retreat. Uh, Bronte has no idea why she's uh, in the Mel's firing line. If, if Harrison took his shit in his hands, Bronte would wipe it on her face and tell people it was a face mask. <laughs> Then she says she doesn't want to nitpick and then she just has a go at Mel's relationship. <laughs> of course she does. I don't want to be a dick, but I'm going to be a massive dick. <laughs> She's, yeah, she, I was starting to question, when, at which point will will the penny drop with her that, that she's actually really been properly played here as a pawn in Harrison's um, little game of attack Mel? Um, it, yeah. Uh, I was, I was Too thinking, late, I think, is the answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> but Leighton just wants to wants to focus on Mel and just Okay, I, I understand why he just wants I know he doesn't want the drama, but mm-hmm. I'm a hundred percent behind Mel at this point. Mm-hmm. He because Harrison isn't just saying annoying stuff, he's actively getting inside their relationship and tearing them apart because every time they have to have these conversations it's chipping away at them and he knows that their biggest issue is how they communicate when they're annoyed so Mm -hmm. he's doing it in a way that is making them have to communicate annoyed which is making it worse and she it's they can't let it go because it's not going to go away and and uh, yes, they should be the bigger people and both go, well, he's rubber, we're glue, whatever he says bounces off of me and sticks to you. But it's not going to happen. And and Leighton does need to stand up for her. And he de- does need to, not privately, in front of everybody. And he does. Yes. Then we see the build-up of Harrison starting to really hate on Melinda. Um, I know. I love the fact that before they go to the final drinks, um, Harrison starts to slowly wind Bronte up like Bronte's probably forgotten about it but he won't he keeps telling her how she's been disrespected how she's been hurt just Mm -hmm. making sure that she gets fired up enough before they go out and then this is my favorite line Melinda Melinda ruined my boy's night and took that away stole that from me stole that experience from me with her behavior like he is the he's the injured party in all this because they cut their drinks short. Melinda is the person who's ruined this for him and stolen his experience. <laughs> but the nice thing was Rupert worked really hard with Leighton and Melinda to make sure that they're definitely made up before. Yeah. Um, and again, Rupert- and Ru- and Rupert backs up Leighton and says it wasn't nice and it wasn't cool. 
Yeah. And like to make to give because to give Leighton a little bit of a push to make sure he, he got shit done and he heard Melinda and he, he stood up for his wife. But then we have the last night soiree. Jesse, who says he clearly likes Claire, is tonight the night that they're going to shag, swing off the chandeliers because, you know, they seem to be drawing it I out hope now. So. <laughs> uh, Leighton was up for the fight. Um, and Tani and Ollie think Taylor's just so funny. But not not in a kind of she tells a lot of gags kind of way in the kind of she's weird. She's so random. Yeah. Like <laughs> she just says shit. Yeah. Because I think she was drunk. Oh, I think so. So then we had the moment, the moment you've been dying to talk about. Oh, I've been still waiting for this. <laughs> so I was so worried that Leighton was going to pull Harrison to a corner and then Harrison was going to do that fucking Harrison double talk at him. And then and then they'd mat, they'd, they'd bro it out and they'd, they'd hug it out and then they'd come back and then Melinda would be left with nothing because Leighton would say, oh, I, I've talked about him. He understands it was wrong. We put it to bed. And then no one would get to hear about it. That's what I thought was going to happen. And I was going to have to be upset. But no, thank you, Leighton. You did the right thing. You delivered. You delivered. With Bronte Uh, right there. So Leighton just decides to call him on his behavior. And yeah, then it all starts kicking off. And then Harrison nicely puts it on Bronte that she's a silly woman who has misunderstood or misheard. He doesn't remember ever saying any of these things. And Bronte doesn't miss a beat, does she? She says she goes from saying Harrison told me to Harrison suggested or alluded that the relationship wasn't good. Then to I must have misheard him. Then she practically got backtracks to that. She's made it all up because she's some kind of lunatic. And then she apologizes to him. At I'm sorry, point, I must have got it wrong. At that point, I felt like I really thought somebody should call like a crisis helpline because I thought that if that's not coercive behavior, I don't know what is. And if that's not this kind of thing that somebody in an abused relationship says, then I don't know what. It was a pa- it was painful to watch, wasn't it? Was it? All kinds of wrong. Mm. Melinda's face. But then when they turn to the group and said, because Melinda starts going, it's not just me. Stop saying I've done this. And then uh, first of all, no, Bronte tells her that they have a way better relationship because they never argue. Yeah. And she's yeah. smug again. She's smug. Yeah. She goes back to smug Bronte. I don't like that look for her. And then she addresses the group saying, so if who else thinks our relationship is fake? And those fuckers, because they don't want to get dragged into it, sit there and say well, nothing they do apart initially, from, and they do initially and then then a couple of the girls do actually Alyssa says well yeah but Alyssa says well you know there's been oh you know a little we have talked about it a little bit right but then Claire <laughs> Claire, Claire says, doesn't back away she, she, she <laughs> Claire says yeah yeah man I think it should um and now she's on uh Harrison's shit list and she needs to watch out Yes, well, that I think that is true. But we'll Claire, get to yeah. that in a minute. Claire, yeah. <laughs> Everyone does think their relationship's fake, and she's been shown up as what she thought was the truth, clearly wasn't the truth. And uh, Harrison's just tried to just move her out of the situation because 
he, he can't he can't he can't deal with any of it anymore he's run out of plans. and he can't tr- he can't trust he can't trust bronte at this point because she might say something that hasn't been rehearsed or told to her in on the approved harrison agenda the problem with melinda though is why evelyn is so much more effective in these situations because mm. evelyn never loses her cool and she always stays uh, stays straight where melinda is more emotional well what we know is that taylor clearly does a runner at some point and (laughs) those old people aren't going to kill themselves (laughs) (laughs) i think she's a true tasmanian devil i think that's probably (laughs) what it is (laughs) oh i'm telling you what i will eat i i will eat shit if she hasn't if she hasn't euthanized a couple of old people (laughs) (laughs) um right (laughs) um but then there is a breakup of a relationship and we don't know <gasps> who it is. <gasps> so has Harrison started meddling in Claire and Jesse's relationship? Or well, what? Well, he's definitely started meddling in their relationship um, because it, it, the thing is, he's willing to hurt Jesse just to take down Claire. Mm. Right. Because she's on the shit list. But also, what happens when Bronte comes in alone and upset, and he's he's broken up their relationship up? Well, yeah, it's about to say who, which couple What's break happening? up? What's <laughs> happening? Who, who is it? Is it is it Jesse and Claire, or is it Bronte and Harrison? Which ones are gone? That's what I want to know. I, I was like, ah, again, those cliffhangers are so good, man. Oh, these are so good. It's like I almost. <laughs> Well, guys, um, coming up next, we now have a fantastic guest. You could love her, you can hate her, but you can't say she didn't entertain you. From the very beginning, she gave us some fabulous, fabulous TV views every night. We have the fabulous Olivia Fraser. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Hi, thank you for having me. (laughs) No, thank you. We're very excited. Um, I know, I think it's fair to say that you were one of the most memorable people on the show. I think you're probably in the top five of all brides <laughs> across England and uh, Australia of the person that everybody remembers. I think that's fair to say. <laughs> but listen, before we get into all the drama, Olivia, let's take you back to when you first started the experiment and you walked down the aisle to Jackson. How was that for you? Oh, my God. It was amazing. It was just like... I don't know. I remember thinking like, oh my God, he's, he looks like a nerd, but I can fix him. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what men are for, fixable. I know. I was like, oh my God, he's a tall nerd and he's not. He's not at all. Like one conversation with him and you're like, he's the furthest, furthest thing from a nerd ever. But I just, that was my first thought of him. Do you have specific um, ideas in mind about what you wanted or did, were you, did you go in and say, I just, I just want love? Um, yeah, I was really, really, really not fussy. Um, I wanted, I just needed someone who was funny, who wanted the same things that I wanted. So like real marriage and kids and like a pretty stable life. So yeah, they, they delivered. (laughs) Oh, that's (laughs) nice. Did you, did you feel an instant connection with Jackson? Yeah, absolutely. It was, um, it was exactly like what you saw on the wedding day, like, Mind you, things were like chopped and changed a little bit. Just of like course. Yeah, we'll get into the edit later, people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But um, yeah, I, I feel like I have to like be really, really careful when I talk about like, yeah, it's exactly like that. It's like, oh my god, no. But, um, the wedding, yeah, it was a really uh, instant connection and pretty deep right off the bat. Yeah, I'm. Well, I, I really felt like you were a really strong couple in the show. Um, this, I, and I love the fact that Jackson stood by you. That you really guys stuck together, didn't you? You really had each other's backs. Oh, 100%. And like, I know that we're going to get more into the drama later, but like, that was that was always both of us. Like, it wasn't. Yeah. It was me and Jackson standing by me. It was. It was. Yeah, you both had. Of yeah, us. you were there for each other, weren't you? You guys stayed together all the way through, didn't you? Yeah, like not as like like not a single. I think we had one disagreement the whole time. Like we were the only couple that stayed in our apartment together for the whole time. <laughs> you didn't use the seven hundred rooms that everybody else used. There was there because there's two. They book out two floors, and there was a weekend where producers were stressing that they were like, "You guys cannot have a fight this weekend because we have no spare rooms." <laughs> You guys stayed together after the experiment, right? Yeah, so we um, we stayed, so we got married in the September and we split up the next August, so 11 months. Wow. In, yeah, in, like, in, in maths years, <laughs> that's like, that's that's like six years. <laughs> yeah, and like we moved in together pretty much. Um, so we, we had two weeks apart from our wedding day until... Mm-hmm we moved into together outside yeah. of the show. So we had two weeks and yeah, that was it. We, we finished filming on the 10th of December and then on the 24th of December, we signed our lease and hopped into our little love shack. Oh, that's so nice. That is really sweet. Yeah. You guys, unfortunately you're not together anymore, are you? No, no. Um, yeah, we, we split up. There was a bit of a cheating scandal. And so we split up, um, pretty like I, I hightailed I went I came over to your side of the pond for um a few months and then we split up pretty much as soon as I got home right is do you think it was the pressures of everything that happened after the show as well absolutely well it just we both just turned into very very different people once the show started going downhill so yeah. I think Jackson was really excited and because he'd like, he really wanted to be on a TV show. Like he applied for everything but Married at First Sight. All and, right. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't apply. He was approached for maths, but he'd applied for a lot of other shows. Whereas I, I, I have never applied for another show, but I did apply for maths. So it was right. kind of like the opposite. Okay. That's interesting. He didn't look like the kind of guy who would be going on reality TV shows unless it was this one, right? Yeah, no, it's, um, yeah, it's, it was a bit of an edit. (laughs) Yeah, no, he just, he's got a very big personality. So I think he, he likes to be rambunctious. He likes to be like the sort of, um, you know, like the dad. Entertainer. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it makes sense that he would want to do that and like share that. And, um, especially like where he's from, he's from like quite a small town. So it's, I think he's like a big personality around town and things like that. it makes sense that he'd want to, you know, share that with the world. And <laughs> we're very, lu- I'm very lucky that he did because I got to be married to him. But um, and so you don't, yeah. you you enjoyed your time together though. It was oh my goodness, like he's still like the love of my life. Like I know that I'm still like very much. He, I know that he still like loves me very much. Um, we talk 
once a week still like we're good we're good mates but um oh, well that's good oh, okay I like them yeah. I mean yeah, at least I've, if you get something I mean you did have you did have a good run at it let's be fair didn't you oh 100 percent, 100 but um no so my so he sort of got really excited about the show airing and then when things started to go down for me it was like two different perspectives of it where he's trying to support me because I'm my mental health took a nosedive but he's also like quite excited by his newfound like yeah so that's really um, interesting because I know that people who come out just people who are in it together as they come out of it and some people get become quite famous and some people don't the friendships tend to tether right so imagine being in a relationship when you both have so such different experiences must be yeah that must be really difficult yeah I think and it's yeah and it it was really hard for him like he doesn't have much experience with like poor mental health either so we were very much alone with very very little support and um and it was horrible like there were people coming to my house screaming at me and people in the shops and people coming up with wine glasses in bars waving it at me and things like that I read that yeah that's scary like scared for my safety and he's living and he's signing autographs (laughs) yeah he's like he's sort of loving it like he like mind you he copped it a bit too because he was married to me yeah it was just it was very it was very very different experiences and like we split up and everybody was like lucky escape Jackson like Olivia will never do anything better and it's like I'm the one that like he cheated on me and people are congratulating him and saying that I'm getting my karma and it's like yeah that's all kinds of fucked up um so you think the so the the fame and the fame and it kind of went to his head a little bit and the fact that people were constantly telling him that he could do better it messed with him I guess yeah um, I don't I don't think I would go that far but I think he was just I think he was really excited for the experience yeah and I think being with me definitely tainted it for him yeah. a little bit um I wouldn't go so far as to say like he's fame hungry or anything like no. that I think it's but you think he wanted to be excited about the about what happened yeah. and the whole experience and then but he felt like he couldn't really shine because he did it hurt you and yeah let's talk about what's because it's quite fitting that we have you on this week Olivia because this week for us we're watching retreat week yeah <laughs> oh Jesus <laughs> I was like oh this couldn't come at a more perfect time I mean oh my God, and they go back to the same house <laughs> they do so I think this is the third year in a row that they've gone to Bargo I just, I mean, when they, when the house came into picture and I thought, oh, if Olivia watched this, she's going to be going, oh, oh I so I couldn't do it. Yeah. So this is where, this is where it all starts to kick off uh, and it all starts to unravel a bit for you and Dominica. Um, so when, obviously we, we talk about the edit all the time, but um, when we see what happens at the dinner table where she breaks the glass, is is it how we see it do you think that you do you wish you could go back and maybe not be so upset by it or overreact do you think you handled it well or do you um I don't know I honestly don't know where that came from like I've because I really felt myself snap you know she's had a rough day with Jack and then she just went like 
kept on going and trying to slam Carolina and try to start a fight and Carolina was starting to bite a little bit. So I was trying, I was genuinely trying to like make a joke, calm it down. I just wanted to say like, I think like, I think we should just like move on from this conversation. Cause in my head, I'm thinking like, this is boring TV. Cause we're just <laughs> being lectured. And, um, and she starts rolling her eyes and I'm so bored. I'm so bored. And it's like, oh my God, we've been listening to you for 45 minutes. Like, what do you mean you're so bored? And I just, I think it was a mixture of like, just having to listen to this woman for so long. Like she's the, an expert, like she's reigned supreme over the group and I just lost it and it wasn't cool. And I wish that I'd like stopped taking a breath and articulated myself properly. Yeah. Because I'd never meant that like her voice was annoying or anything like that. That was never anything that I meant by that. And I just said the wrong I was so angry and just saw red. I said something that I completely didn't mean and I meant something else. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, so that was that was bad on my part. But um I don't yeah, think you're the fun. first person that that's happened to, to be honest. So um. <laughs> no, but like it had happened to like and it just really really like came out of nowhere like it's it shocked me like I like went to like as soon as like we stopped filming I went to producers and I was like I don't know where that came from I don't know where that came from like I've like I scared myself yeah and when she broke the glass did you did you really feel threatened or did you think that do you think it just all kind of got away from you at the moment oh no I was terrified I was terrified and like she had glass all over her face she's screaming like she's like because she smashed it stood up held it for a second and, like, you know when, like, you're in a really scary situation and everything just goes in slow-mo? Yeah. So that's what happened to me. So I just, like, see her standing up with the glass stem still in her hand and that's, like, a frozen picture in my mind. And that's all I can think of. And I'm thinking, like, I can't get away from this because I'm at a picnic bench yeah. at the edge of a balcony. Like, there is nowhere to go. And I'm just thinking, like, oh, my God, like, sit down. You've got, like, I'm looking at her and she's got glass on her face. And I'm like, you need to, like, you're going to get glass in your eye. Like, you need to stop. And then I'm thinking about my safety. And, yeah, and, like, Carolina had glass in her mouth. Like, Kate said that she had glass in her eye. Like, it was just, it was just so unsafe. And I'm thinking, like, where's security? Where are producers? Like, there's no way that, like, they're just going to sit there and watch this, which they did. Now, were you surprised? Were you surprised about the turnaround because you felt unsafe? You, there was glass everywhere and there was no security. And then everyone rushes to Dominica, and you are now the villain in the situation. Because I was like, I, I did, could not see that coming because it was right. like the situation. Like she was like ostracized from the group like nobody wanted anything to do with her like Ella was the only one talking to her for like two days Ella and Jack were the only ones speaking to her for two days like for the remainder of the time at the right so as so for you in the reality of the situation everybody was shocked it was appropriate response to everything and you thought well okay you know everyone's going to give her a bit of space and then we'll, we'll just work on it and then as the edit unfolds it's a completely different story Oh my goodness, absolutely. Like I and I was so just like this is gonna be really bad for both of us, uh, with like Instagram and things like that. I'm not sure if you guys have the same rules as us, but we they give us photos to choose from and then we write the captions, they approve of the captions and then they post on our behalf because we don't have access to our socials. Oh, we, so we just I, don't have any posting done while 
ours is really strict. Like but we, yeah. we nothing. Yeah, we have to come off absolutely everything, even our photos off our any anything where people can recognize, just gone. Yeah. So, I well, that's how it works for us. Is they're, they're like, okay, that's crazy. And so I chose one photo and I wrote a massive caption just saying like, tonight's episode is really difficult. Please show kindness to both Dom and I, um, blah, 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 blah. Like I was really sort of like, I don't want her to like get too. Because you were worried for her how it was going to play out at this point. Yeah, yeah. You thought people were going to come for her and you were trying to be protective. No, and then they didn't even write that on my caption. So when I got my Instagram back, it was literally like not the post that I had agreed to at all. I don't think I'd like somebody posting on my behalf who doesn't have my best interests at heart. But that's the thing. So the day after the hens party, you have to hand over all your passwords. So you have producers going through your DM. So I wouldn't be able to contact my friends and family without fear of producers reading my personal dms on my social medias and yeah just it so was i guess really- i guess this colors how you moved forward from this because if you think that she's going to be attacked for her behavior and and you feel that you are you were trying to keep the peace how you go forward from here if you don't know how the edit's going to come out i guess colors the way you you react to things throughout yes if you realized how it had, was going to play out for all of us to watch, I imagine the way you would we reacted to her going forward would have been very different. But as yeah, you could see it, you think she's people are going, oh, that she's a crazy bitch, <laughs> and Olivia's the peacekeeper. But we weren't right. seeing that at all. No, I know, I know. I, well, like it's just I definitely while filming after that, I was definitely like she's dead to me. Like it's I just don't. Like, I was like, that was not something that I ever wanted to associate myself with, with somebody that could be like that. And it honestly scared the shit out of me and I didn't want to be around it. And I fully expected her to be removed from the show after that because that's scary and dangerous and technically in a workplace. Yeah. So, um, like, if you get – if you're in a bar, you'd get kicked out of the bar and banned for life if you did that. So – I expected her to get kicked out and I was very prepared to like be like you either kick her out or I leave right and how did Jackson feel about all this as this was progressing um well he was he was like that's messed up but he was really like I don't want to go I don't want to go okay obviously so he was like I don't want to go and I was like well I like I'm falling for this guy and I want to leave because they're not like the so the producers came down from Sydney like the main executive producers and like took me into a room by myself and were like we're not kicking her out for the show you guys are just gonna have to deal with it and I was like well then I want to go and they're like you can't go you're our love story this season you have to stay and I was so like I was just like fuck this like I don't why do I have to stay in an unsafe environment because you guys want a good because you guys want my love story like maybe you guys don't deserve that now and um but ultimately like Jackson didn't want to go and I didn't want to disappoint him so I stayed well let's that let's move on so obviously there's beef between you and Dominica and it builds and it builds and it builds and then we get to OnlyFanGate yeah do you is that something that you would still go back and do or do you wish you hadn't brought it up so I never brought it up okay on camera that was never something I 
was never going to embarrass her. I was never trying to intimidate her with that. It was not, and it wasn't even, like her OnlyFans wasn't even open and running at that time. Right. I don't know that because I checked. I know that because she has said that publicly. Okay. Um, that her OnlyFans were shut down while we're filming. So it's impossible that anybody went behind a paywall and took her photos. Right. Um, photos that were in question were screenshots of her Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, I think her and her YouTube. Okay. That, by the way, were all meant to be on private during filming. Right. Yeah. And they were not because producers obviously left them up as bait. Um, uh, for you to find, for people to find, yeah. Yeah. So I told my best friends about the glass smashing because I was like, yeah, fuck. I was like, <laughs> I was really like bitching about production for like not kicking her off more than anything. And my besties were like, that's not acceptable. And then one of them was just like, I wonder who this chick is. So I looked her up and found all these open social media pages. And she was like, how come your like DMs and shit are being monitored and she's allowed to have all these open pages? Right. Yeah. And so I took that to my producer and was like, what the hell? My producer was just like, oh, like I the typical like Dom was getting a lot of favoritism at this point so she was just like eh, like it's Dom like she just obviously gets away with everything with production and then we would I'd finished we were drinking it in Selena and Cody's room and I showed up a bit later and everybody was a bit half cut and they were they were talking about Dom and it came up like oh yeah Dom's like Dom's like favoritism and stuff like that and I was like oh my god she's got all her social media still up and showed them and they're like oh my god she's got OnlyFans because all of her social media were advertising her OnlyFans and then yeah and then later on somebody like I don't even know the boys were all like talking about it and I sent I think I sent the screen screenshots of all the social media accounts to Selena because Selena wanted to talk to Dom about that and we saw that on the show Selena wanted to have a quiet word to Dom about that and that's all it was it wasn't me trying to like shame Dom or intimidate Dom or talk about it on camera or embarrass her on a public scale or anything it was about me being like why is production favoriting her so much right why is she allowed to have stuff or not yeah why is she allowed to have public social pages but obviously you feel like the narrative was now that it got completely it got completely taken out of context it turned into a completely different beast than what it ever was I was definitely not prepared for it to transpire on camera I wasn't prepared for it to you know be edited the way that it was I wasn't ready for all the hate and vitriol and trauma that it would bring in a storyline like it was just do you still talk to Dominica or are you just do you not have any contact no so she likes to send me threats over social media a lot like unblock me unblock me because I blocked her as soon as I could um so when I have had Dominica unblocked she's just tried she's messaged me trying to like bait me into saying that the only fan scandal was something that it wasn't she goes on her reddit and says like unblock me for a good like I don't know just like she just wants to be unblocked so I think she has some sort of control but um mm-hmm. yeah but then when she sees me in person she just hides in a corner and is mean (laughs) so I don't care I don't so coming out of this I mean so I guess that really brings you because the whole thing is is that you've come out painted the villain and she's come out painted 
the nation's sweetheart yeah um and so it's given you guys very different experiences coming out of it and and that's that's mostly because of an an edit yes yeah 100 percent. and it could have gone either way it really could have gone either way look i she fully expected to be the villain because she contacted she contacted past villains to be like what should i expect oh right Um, yeah she was messaging bryce from season eight being like oh my god bryce believe me believe me like don't believe what you see on tv people because bryce is a sweetheart him and Liz are very happily married i think that says speaks volumes. yeah they've got kids haven't they so two beautiful little boys um so yeah it's just you know you can't believe anything you see on tv um so how 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 have have you been supported by um by the production team and the network coming out of this because obviously you got trolled pretty hard, right? Um, the only thing they did was um, I think they paid for like 10 counselling sessions. Um, and what else? Oh, they had to send Channel 9, so the network had to send a security car to my house when people were coming to my house. And that's all they've done. I haven't heard a fucking word from them. Nothing. No support. Wow. That's it. Sorry, 10 counselling sessions. I could have got a mental health care plan. Like, So h- how bad was it? Did you have to come off social media? Because I, I know that we were talking to Mel last week and she was saying that the Australian public can be quite like it's, it's a- aggressive about stuff. It's awful. And, like, maths is, like, the biggest thing Yeah. on TV here. And it's just – it's compl- it's still, like – it it go it ebbs and flows like it was really 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 bad for a very long time and now I feel like I have done a lot of redeeming myself yeah. um via social media so I have I do I've done a lot of ask me anything's I've done a lot of lives and I think the more that people get to see me and who I am without that huge filter of a TV edit with I think the more that people can just see me like chilling in my house and raw and real and not under immense pressure the more people tend to like me and change their minds Domenica hasn't um always been as pleasant as she looked on tv so that's also helped change a lot of people's minds about me right um and I know that's not nice a nice thing to say is it like her like sort of showing her true colors is yeah her being a bit of a bitch helps you (laughs) Yeah, but no, I mean, she's gotten a lot of she's gotten a lot out of the show, hasn't she? I mean, she's on celebs now. So, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that must be that must be hard as well. Like when you see people thriving from coming off the show, and because um, and you, you feel like you don't do anything wrong. So why are you why are you spending your days hiding in your house when other people are thriving? I don't, I don't really see. That's the thing. Like, I don't really mind. Like, I'm kind of happy for them because that's what they wanted. Like, that's that's nice. what they, oh, wanted what they came in for. for. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, like, I wanted love, and I got that for a little while, but um, now I'm just sort of, yeah, picking up the pieces a bit and being really kind to myself and looking after my mental health and, like, you know. I saw some very gorgeous photos of you on the beach in a bikini in a bathing suit. Oh, yeah, Maxim. Oh, thank yeah, you. Yeah, those Maxim yeah. photos were hot as hell, Olivia. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you looked you. gorgeous I, in those. Oh um, my god! Did you enjoy that? 
yeah, it was gorgeous. It was so much fun. It was like I'd just been in the UK for, I think, two weeks and then I got off the flight and had to, like, go shoot that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I've just been, like, eating pub meals and drinking <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just gonna have to like, starve myself because I, I I think I had like a week's notice and I was like oh my god I need to just like yeah the it. photos are excellent they look really good um and right now I'm doing it in the- how's that going for you <laughs> oh amazing amazing I'm like okay cool yeah it's good so it's, it? I think yeah it's just I'm very lucky in that I was I guess I guess I was given a platform with maths and yeah. controversy around that. So me having OnlyFans, people are just like, what? Yeah, um, yeah, it is quite funny, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, like if if anybody's like a mega fan of the show, like go back and watch it. Like I never ever said anything bad about OnlyFans. Like when the scandal was hit, like like when shit was hitting the fan with that. I was always just like, I'm not here to slut shame anybody. Like, I don't care that you do OnlyFans. Like, it's not, I never said anything bad about it because I've never had any bad feelings about OnlyFans. So, yeah, like, I worked for a, like, luxury women's boutique for years and years and years. Like, I was a really good sex toy salesperson, lingerie, BDSM, all that sort of stuff. Really? Yeah, for years. That's (laughs) interesting. so many facets to Olivia that we do not know know about no so it's like like at the hens night like I was talking about like how I left my spreader bar in my nan's garage and things like that and it's like but they shamed anybody I'm like I am a slut as if I <laughs> who am I to talk as if that happens <laughs> so I've got to ask you going through all this having all that shit and I mean you met Jackson that's great there was good there was bad if he had to go back knowing what you know now would you do it again um I would go back and do it I would definitely do some things differently though um obviously <laughs> um, <laughs> But I, I I first applied for maths when I was 25 and then I went through three seasons of like being like approached again and things like that before I finally like got there. Right, okay. Um, and so when I was going on it for season nine, I was just like, because I got all the way through to season eight to the point of like filming and then the groom pulled out like right before, like the week before the wedding. So ah. So it's like I was like very like oh if it's meant to be it'll be sort of that's how I went into season nine being like oh if it like goes if it goes ahead it goes ahead whatever yeah because um, you're thinking it's just going to be another letdown something's going to happen yeah this is- I'm like yeah. like it's been letdown season seven letdown season eight like <laughs> if it, like if he doesn't stand me up at the aisle then like <laughs> whatever he's probably a dud anyway like I'm definitely the one that will get stitched up. <laughs> Um, I did I just not in that way um, but, but um, yeah I sort of went into it like oh like look if this guy isn't going to meant to be the one for me then at least I'll be put on a platform where I'll be able to find the person for me yeah so I don't I don't know I haven't quite worked out what that means yet but I just yeah. knew that like trust me I don't either I mean I do get yeah. I do have people now yes when they say you have loads of people sending you messages yeah but none of the people that I want <laughs> I know there is a boy that I've 
met um I saw him on like a like a I won't give too much away but I saw him on this page and I was just like oh my god because I'm not like a I don't really like hit on people online or anything like that yeah there was this guy that I saw and I was just like oh my god who is he he's fantastic and so I like followed him and he followed me back and I was like oh my god like he never would have noticed me if I didn't have that fucking blue tick (laughs) I know the blue tick means everything I know it's just like oh it sounds so stupid but it's like but it also hurts you because if you go on say like a dating app and they can they can log on to your Instagram and stuff. As soon as they see the blue tick, it also makes it like, are they do they want to meet with you for one reason or is it so they can say I banged a girl with a blue tick? You know, it's insane. It's insane. and it's like I get totally get that. I tried to go on dating apps after Jackson and I broke up, and within about half an hour of opening them, there was screenshots of my dating apps, like my dating profiles on like online and I'm like yeah I had people saying oh I can't believe you're on tinder within 10 minutes and then I just came off it and I because that's yeah. not what I'm looking for. yeah but I do hope you find love with the, this new guy hope, or at least you know get your spreader out <laughs> <laughs> if nothing else I didn't even know where that is it's like how bad is that I've been <laughs> she says that she cat. moves the pillow over her <laughs> I know, it's like, I know, it's like I've moved out, but like I've moved house so many times in the last like two years. I moved right before math, so everything was in my nan's garage, and then I moved into Jackson, and I moved here, and I'm just like, let's hope your nan doesn't find it. Yeah, check in with Granny. I know, I know, she'd probably love it. (laughs) She says you're not having it back, Olivia. (laughs) It's interesting, I know why. It's taking a turn. You know, it was it's been so great talking to you because we've learned so much and I think it's really easy. And I mean, I know on when we're doing the podcast, God, we love a villain because it's makes so much drama and stuff to talk about. But I think people need to realize there's people behind this the entertainment show. Um, and 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 words do hurt, as Cam's mother says. Um, he won't know who that is, <laughs> but um uh, it was it's great finding out the story behind the story and I wish you all the best and I hope you do find the love and I'm more love and all the love and it was so great meeting with you Olivia thank you so much thank you so much thank you for having me thanks, thanks. So Jan, oh my God, right? Olivia, she was fantastic. I know, I've learned so much. I've learned so much. And there's like lots of stuff about being, what it's like to be a villain after uh, a show like that. Yeah, I mean, Quite the, edit, the edit is tough on a lot of people, but to, to live your life afterwards with that with that kind of abuse, is it's, it's shocking, isn't it, really? Mm. Again, people, it's lovely to love the show. It's love to hate the show, but Jesus Christ, leave people alone. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. These, these are people are merely players in a, in a far bigger thing. <laughs> That's right. Unless it's Harrison and then go forth. Oh, yeah, <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. absolutely. <laughs> Which we better talk about what's happened on this oh. Thursday night episode. Oh, my God. <sighs> Again, it was it was it's. I, I, dinner. I, what do I say? Dinner parties never let you down. And last night was. 
you know what? Harrison is he is he's he is a super sociopath. He he took everyone down last night. Everyone was on Harrison's shit list and no one got away unscathed. No, no. Mind you, we should start first with the whole Taylor thing. Okay, because yeah. obviously um we were set up nicely with Hugo going. Well, I don't think she's really got a bad bone in her body, uh, but it would be good to have a kind of apology from her tonight. Oh, OK. I mean, I love that he's a nice guy and he wants to be a nice guy, but come on. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we're hoping for an apology Let's... was always going to be too much anyway. But, but but come on, Hugo, like, just be honest about it. She was a dick. Let's let I wish her all the best. Um, she's a nice person. I'm a nice person. Fuck off. <laughs> She yes. was not a nice person. No. Well, anyway, Claire gets his text to say, oh, I'm too overwhelmed. I've gone back to Tassie. <laughs> yes, well, I told you. Mm. Trust me, I, I know because I'm there for the wine. <laughs> I'm always there for the wine. <laughs> so um, uh, bless Hugo's going, I just want I want to get some closure. I and then he shows up, she's not there. And even worse, Cam has got his his hair out and he's all ready to meet Taylor. He had his Thor look going, didn't he? He had his Thor look. He, after that hug, and we didn't talk about this before. Yes. That hug that he had with Taylor. He wouldn't hug his wife because it was not organic and it made him uncomfortable. He wouldn't hug his wife for his mother-in-law because it wasn't organic and it wasn't didn't make him feel good. But Taylor got upset and he was all in. And I mm-hmm. honestly believe that that Thor hair and the swagger that came with it was because he thought he'd get another cuddle from Taylor. I'd also point out that having had this very calm, sweet moment, we went in full goes guns blazing and Harrison had dumped Bronte by text. <laughs> oh, he was he's insane because you know what happened is Bronte made the mistake of saying something she shouldn't have said and he can't have that he can't have Bronte she's a loose cannon for him now right because he spent a lot of time cultivating this image mm-hmm. and now and poor Bronte stupidly decided to have a puppet Melinda because she couldn't help herself and she's ruined everything that he's he's put together and he can't have that can he no. so he's he's just he's gone full nuclear and just dumped her ass we had her side of the story and then we had him and he, he was saying <laughs> Bronte wanted to go home and that's She's what, ruined things for me now because I yeah. can't trust her. We can't trust her. And there were crocodile tears even on the Vox before oh, he went home. Oh, Ollie, like, I'm not being rude, but every time that dude cries, not a tear comes out. He can't even squeeze a tear out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like he hasn't, he hasn't filled up the filter. <laughs> I kind of love Ollie for that. I, I love <laughs> Ollie. Ollie. Ollie always doesn't want to be a dickhead, right? He wants to be diplomatic. He doesn't want to be an asshole. But his faces say everything. His yes. faces to Harrison say everything, don't they? They do. They absolutely do. Uh, but Bronte sees the truth now as bright oh, as day. See, I don't understand this, right? She was willing to fight everybody who came close to talking about a relationship. Then she next thing, cut to dinner party. She sat right next to Melinda on that couch, yes? Yes. But like they're busy mates. And she's seen it and she she's she can't believe she she couldn't see it. She couldn't see it what, twelve hours ago? 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> but seemingly, she was blind until they had that fight. Yeah, and, see, and I don't then know. Then the Kool-Aid wore I, off. <laughs> again, again. I, I understand over a period of time when things go start to go south and you start to realise, but she went from, I am all in, I love him, to I can't believe I had the rose-tinted glasses on. Come on, Bronte. Nobody realises that quick. <laughs> what she realised was is that he said, you know, do everything I say and we'll go all the way to the end. And then he went, nah, actually, I've changed my mind. And she, and she's like, fuck, we had a plan and you lied. That's really yes. what happened. Yes, I, I think that is very much what happened. Um, but when she left the dinner party, he didn't even stop eating. <laughs> Like, I didn't realise she'd actually left. Now, Hugo was a bit shocked about the Tazzy Roo uh, news, but he was surprisingly supportive of, of Taylor. Now he knew that she oh. was gone. Yeah, you <laughs> know what, though? I, come on, Hugo, get some balls. I understand. Yeah, right. Like, you want to be a nice, decent guy. But you're allowed to have a fucking opinion about it as well. She was a dick. Just say it. It's okay. But he, he wasn't unhappy that she wasn't there. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> He said it would be great to hang out with the guys, have a drink and say goodbye yeah. without her in the background pulling those faces. When Bronte comes in, she goes straight over to the girl pack completely. Yeah. Yeah. But and I just think it's so weird because she was so against all the girls. And then suddenly now they're, she's like, oh, guys. And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> yes. But um, we had Claire, a brilliant line from Claire, I think. Bronte's finally seen Harrison for the giant purple pimple he is <laughs> yeah claire had a few lines that were good yesterday didn't she she did she did but i do like the uh yeah take your sh shirt off <laughs> yeah harrison take your shirt off stick it on a pole because you're a massive red flag <laughs> like go claire go claire Blood, I mean, blood. come on! Did I not call it on episode two of the of this show? Oh, red yes. flag, ahoy, red flags. <laughs> <laughs> but then we have obviously more crocodile tears from Harrison on the couch with the boys. Honestly, end. I'm surprised Harrison didn't shit himself. He tried so hard to squeeze out a tear, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> but nobody was buying it. No, no. just nobody was buying. Everybody's it. faces are like looking at each other, going, "What? What? What? What's happening? What's happening?" <laughs> I, you know, where I'm coming from is just like I'm on this journey. I, I was prepared to move and and have her meet. She met my son, and 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 now, and now I can't trust her. Oh, uh, dude, if you if you introduce her to your kid because you're a massive wanker, and that's so unfair on that kid. He basically used his son as a pawn in in this whole bullshit game. I thought that. I thought that as well. Hello, thought, social oh, that's, services. That's low. That's really low. But Bronte realised when he started um, his his talk and he's, he said, Bronte continually breaks his trust. Oh, he talked about it like she wasn't there. She said, if that's not emotional manipulation, I don't know what is. Because she finally realises what he's doing to her, which I think, oh, good. I'm glad you feel that stuff. I mean, I don't know how I feel about the whole situation because I can't, again, I can never decide if she's co-conspirator or victim. But um, but at least she got there. However she got there, she got there. And, it, and finally, the penny fucking drops. 
Well, I do think she was genuinely upset, and she did stop when she did stomp off. She and yeah. Lindell. Let's point uh, that one out again. Finally, oh, Lindell gets it right, though. Yeah, true. Um, she's there giving her a hug. She really is crying her eyes out at that point. Yeah, and then then we see her stomp out with pride. Um, um goodbye, Bronte. Uh, I think it's. Uh, I just he doesn't even get up, does he? He doesn't even yeah. care. He doesn't even say, "Is she coming back?" He doesn't go and check if she's okay. He just fucking carries on eating his dinner. Yeah, and then, he does. And then deciding to hone his sights on the next couple that he's going to wreck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He goes for Melinda and Leighton, and that doesn't work. <laughs> no, that was the first move. That's the first move. After he tried, after he tried to be victim again, saying, I, "I feel like I've been taken for a ride here," but. Claire makes a big mistake at this point because she Ooh, yes. calls out his emotional manipulation and yeah. argues with him. Um, calls big him giant- mistake from Claire. She should yeah. have kept her fucking head down. Absolutely. She gives, she gives the giant red flag co- uh, comment. And then you see a Vox of Harrison pretty much vowing to take, you know, get his own back on Claire. Um, and he starts with um, saying there's a problem with their relationship. I love that Claire has decided to continually fall on her sword and she's not making excuses for her behavior. But at some when he's saying, um, you know, you 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 kissed Adam because you had that passion and that you don't have for me. Um, the, it, it didn't come from passion for Adam. It came from the fact that he treated her like shit at the beginning, gave her no love or affection and made her feel worthless. And that's why it happened. I wanted her to stand up and say, that's why all this stuff happened. Like, this didn't come out of nowhere. But she didn't stand up for their relationship. She just sat there and went, yeah, I'm sorry you felt this way. I don't get it. Yes, I, I agree. Uh, but I think she was so flummoxed, perhaps, about what was going on. She didn't have a good enough argument. And she just tried. Yeah, the she evil- got harassed. <laughs> yeah, she got harassed. Yes. But she tried the Evelyn move, at least of trying to keep calm about it all and not be, you know, drawn by Harrison to some sort of slanging match. He just slipped in what what he knew was Jesse's biggest fear and just completely undermined that relationship in one foul sweeping move. I mean, pretty good gaslight going on there. That's all I can say. Amazing. Um, now, because we'd had all this drama and we were thinking, oh my gosh, what we can't take anymore. Then we have the dun 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 move. And Taylor wanders back in. <laughs> oh, I know. Just when you thought it was safe to go back in the water, right? Oh, doing it, doing it. Absolutely. Uh, she, she's taken a fo- uh, flight back from Tassie. To, uh, and she remarkably and weirdly wants to give it another try. Oh, you go. She can't even fathom. When, he, when Hugo goes, thanks, but no thanks. And she's like, no, no, you're not hearing me. I want to try again. And it's like, oh, no, I heard you. <laughs> Good for Hugo, I say. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. He had quite enough, thanks. Um, but, yeah, I wondered if she wanted to stay in. Mm. And he plays a smart You knew move. there was more wine to be had. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a smart move. Because he, he said to her, I think we shouldn't even bother with the commitment ceremony. Yeah. I think we should just go and tell the guys now that we're, we're leaving. Oh, and that but was then she good. still fucked him, didn't she? Because he went in to try to say, look, we're going to be friends, but this is it. And then she went, yeah, we're leaving. <laughs> but having said that, he got out of her turning around at the commitment ceremony and putting stay. 
and mm. making him stay and put him through whatever special kind of hell just because she wanted to be on the telly or do whatever she plan is, maybe Cam. Um, yeah, I, I think that is what it is. I think she came back for Cam. Uh, but I, and she really did try very hard to gaslight him into thinking there was some kind of relationship. Oh my God, he was like, "I oh, know." <laughs> she, the look of the look of confusion on her face when she thought, "Hang on, I've just promised him." She she thought he'd be so excited that she's given him another chance. She just couldn't she couldn't wrap her head around it, could she? No, no. Um, and Melinda quite rightly says, uh, "We're in a circus right now, and Harrison <laughs> is performing lots of tricks." Um, Oh my god, it was so much so. Like it was it was just crazy town last night. Yeah, yeah. And Harrison tried really, really hard. He then tried to have um uh, another go at Mel. Um and uh, Mel called him up, deflecting the attention away from him on yes. Claire, Claire and Jesse. And the fact he kept saying they kept saying, Why have you broken up with Bronte? It's Melinda's fault. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and you could just see Ollie was just enjoying this so much. His face was just a picture. In the end, we she said, "Just stop, Harrison. Just stop. You're not worth my time." And I just thought, "Well done. You were." My my son was like, "You can see his brain working. Like you can see it. Like the little wheels going around where he tries to figure out his next move." Right? Yeah. So the question is: Is he going to turn up to the commitment ceremony? Of course, he will. Um, will Bronte turn up to the commitment ceremony? Of course you will. And will Claire and Jesse be savable on the couch? Oh, you know what? I don't know. I really just don't know. I had such high hopes for this couple, but if they can be derailed... See, this is the difference between them and Melinda and Leighton, right? They may fight all the time, but when someone gets into the middle of their relationship, they are, like we like to say... Teflon, mm-hmm. um, and they and it all bounces off them. Whereas Jesse and Claire seem surface happy, but there's no substance to it, right? Yeah, that's that's very very true. Because otherwise, they wouldn't be broken by some douchebag like Harrison that quickly. I mean, honestly, if you were in the experiment, even if you hated your partner, you wouldn't. You'd stay just to spite Harrison, wouldn't you? So I think we need to go to do our dick of the week. Um, now um, it's it's quite hard to find anybody more dicky than Harrison. I know it's it's almost it's almost like he's doing it at a professional level. I, I was thinking mm, maybe Taylor. You know, she she was pretty awful with the with the whole kind of. Oh um, yeah, I think Taylor might be giving Harrison a run for run yeah. for his money this week. I mean, she tried really hard with that whole sexting thing, um, and then disappearing off to Tassie. And making a surprise entrance back. Um, yeah, I so, almost want to give it to Taylor because Harris. We we will have more dickiness from Harrison. Like again, he hasn't reached his peak yet. It seems because even though we, every week we think, oh, he can't be a bigger melt than this. It just happens, doesn't it? It does. But will he just go on Monday? That's the question. I will think. He... I think you'd have to. Again, yeah. Will he go? Because I feel like you feel like Harrison doesn't want to go. So do you think he's going to write, have a change of heart, write, stay, and force Bronte yeah. to stay with him? Yes, yeah, I think exactly that. I think he's going to be like, I can't trust her, and it's really set me back, and I thought we were in such a good place. I mean, I, again, I introduced him to my kid. That kid's probably not even his real kid. He's probably just, like, hired a kid to pretend to be his kid for the week for Bronte. <laughs> Rent a child. <laughs> yeah, he's probably rented a child. Um, 
he probably doesn't even have a kid. Um, and and I think he's going to go, but, you know, I owe it to Bronte and I owe it to myself and, and, my, and my fake kid. Just give it another chance. Well, yeah, I, I think that is uh, uh, very likely. Or do you think he realizes he's not going to be able to make it through homestays and he thought about he quickly oh. blame it on Bronte and go before the sister had a chance to get at him? Yeah, now there, there is a very good point. Maybe he's terrified of the sister and does not want to do the homestay. I think that's a really good, really good point. Thank you. <laughs> that's why I'm here, Jan. That's why I'm here. Right. So uh, that takes us on to uh, maths. So Amy uh, has sent us a uh, cute. Every time Claire says cute, um, and uh, I think... Um, maths bingo is kicking my ass because there's, I'm drinking more than I'm listening at this point. <laughs> well, that's going to be it. Then our maths bingo word for this week is going to be cute every time that Claire says it. <laughs> Thank you, Amy. <laughs> Thank you very much, Amy. We're enjoying your contributions immensely. Send in those bingo um, words. We love them. Um, send in all your feedback. We're very excited about that. Don't forget to send in uh, uh, or make comments about whether you think I'm a cruel and heartless bitch about thinking yes. pinata is a crap present. <laughs> it was for, filled with Ferrero Rochers, which everybody knows is the most classic chocolate. <laughs> Yeah, it was rubbish. It was absolutely oh, rubbish. Dead inside, Jen. Dead he inside. Just went down the supermarket and picked up the first thing. That's what he did. <laughs> I feel bad for your husband. He must have to work really fucking hard, Jen. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, right. So, um, guys, thank you so much for listening. And again, please listen, share, like, and feel free to leave us reviews. You know, if they're good. Yes. <laughs> if okay. not. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> but please, please, please do follow us because um, we don't want you to miss an episode. Absolutely not, because they just get better and better. Uh, thank you to Maths Australia for bringing the drama. Thank you, Jan, for bringing the gin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and thank you to say that. Thank you to Sexy Gin for uh, killing me one episode at a time. <laughs> <laughs> and the beautiful curlers as well. Because yes, thank you. Your thank, hair you with those. Yeah. thank you, guys. Thank you to all our listeners. Thank you for all your support. We're moving up the charts. We're in, being listened in loads of countries. And please join us next week when we have more exciting guests. Yes, we do. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> This is a Lara on Air production. You've been listening to Lara Air and Jan Ansel, with special guest Olivia Fraser. Music by Drop Top Panzer. Edited and produced by Maud Lambert.